At First Rounds On Me, we believe that one real date is better than 100 pen pals. With our mobile dating app, we make it fun and easy for you to meet someone in person for a real date. See someone you're interested in? We help plan your date. Pick a drink, a time, a venue, and send that person a date invite. It's that simple. You only get one confirmed date per day. Give your full attention to one person at a time so you can actually get to know each other in person. Our key differentiators allow you to focus on what's most important, dating with intention and connecting with someone in person. Once your date is confirmed, you only get 12 hours to chat before your date starts. If you're tired of the endless small talk with pen pals on other dating apps, First Rounds on Me is for you. Welcome back to Crowdsourcing Love. I have Cassidy Davis here today. How are you, Cassidy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I met you like a month and a half ago at yes. your chaotic singles party. Yes. <laughs> it was so fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had so much fun. And when I first walked in, you were being interviewed yeah. by the New York Post. New York Times, yeah. New York Times. Oh my God, why did I say Post? No, you're fine. New York Times. Five. Different <laughs> I mean, she's big time. And I love that you clarified because I would do the same exact thing. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, I went up to you afterward and I was like, thank you for giving me that moment. She had her recorder out. I was like mm -hmm. so nervous. And so I really appreciate you like being like, I'm going to talk to her after this. Oh, yeah. I saw you with the <laughs> reporter and I was like, yeah. she's in in a moment and I'm yeah. not going to like intrude and tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, Cassidy. <laughs> hey, girl. It's Martin. I finally made it. Like that's no, I have social awareness. Like no, I, I don't. I am lacking other things but social <laughs> awareness I do have um so I would love to start out by just understanding your origin story yeah um how old are you though I'm 29 you're 29 yeah so I'm 31 okay so we're like ballpark yeah we're basically the same yeah I love it <laughs> so can you talk about you know where the chaotic um singles party idea came from and then yeah. how it's evolved I just you know I'm so curious yeah for sure um, so the idea came from just being super single in LA for a very long time. Um, I was single for like five years and I tried making it work with like, you know, writers and actors and Uber drivers and magicians and like nothing was really working for me. And you were so dating these people. I was dating. Yeah. Okay. And um, I just kind of got sick of it. So Valentine's Day of 2022, I told my single girlfriends to invite a random man off a dating app to my house. And I was just going to throw this like random first date house party mm -hmm. and then at the last minute I panicked and invited 65 men off tinder um and gave them all my personal address which was like definitely the dumbest thing I've ever done wait why did you panic were like men not coming through or what was kind of the issue yeah we like had men confirmed and then it happened to be Super Bowl weekend and the Rams were in LA Rams were in the okay. Super Bowl that year so men just started dropping like flies I think some men got cold feet and so I was and so my girlfriends were like maybe we shouldn't do this party like maybe we should just you know, this isn't worth it. And I was like, no, we're doing it. Like, I was so determined. You were so, convicted. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like it was a special thing was about to happen. I don't know. So something in my gut was like, no, do this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just went and I just swiped on every single guy who looked like fairly fun and normal yeah. and just invited them all to my house. And just right away sent them a message like, here's my address. We're having a party. Come through. Yeah. 
And so they were all your matches originally. It wasn't everyone brought a match. They uh, Some matches still came. I would say like maybe 10% of the guys were other girls' matches and like okay. 90% were, were random yours. people that I brought. So were yeah. they so disappointed when they got there? Because I know that you had a guy there that's very special who's yeah. like your boyfriend. Yes. So were they kind of upset that, you know, you already were kind of spoken for? Bait and switched. Well, yeah. I wasn't spoken for at that point yet. Like this okay. guy who's now my boyfriend. Yep. And I had been on like one date together and I originally didn't even invite him because I was like, no, it has to be a random person off dating app. That's like mm. the whole idea. Yeah. But he was like, well, it sounds like you're inviting a lot of guys. Like you're going to want one there who will yep. have your back if this goes badly. Oh, my God. Um, so I told the guys who I matched with, I was like, listen, um, I have a date, but you should come because a bunch of girls don't have dates. So I kind of like let them know that yeah. it was like a singles mixer. We're all like mingling together. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them weren't just coming to like particularly meet me. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So none of them so they understood that it was a party vibe. Party vibe. I said yeah. everyone would be single. Um, and so like 40 of them came and we had this like very fun party, very fun like house party. Like no one like robbed us or anything. It was like very cool and fun. Yeah. Um, and then I put the TikToks up the next morning and they like blew up and got millions of views. And I was like. You went viral. In the news. Yeah. Yeah. And um, everyone was asking me to do another party. Mm-hmm. And so I rented out a venue that time because I wasn't going to like invite more people to my house <laughs> right after going viral you're like okay like let's make this a little safer a little safer okay. yeah i understand um and then i sold out that venue of 500 people in like 30 minutes and had a wait list of 900 people trying to get in were you charging for those tickets i was charging like five dollars oh no you should have charged more girl <laughs> i should have done a lot of things i had no idea what was about to happen yeah, right like just testing people the go viral but you don't like I've gone viral before. I didn't really know what that meant in terms of converting it into like a business and converting it to yes. money. Yes. So I was just charging something to cover like the venue fee. You know yep. what I mean? And then I did not expect it to sell out. I did not expect 900 people to want to – like it was wild. And so after that party, I like kind of accidentally started this event planning business yeah. of Chaotic Singles Party. A happy parties. accident. A that's, super happy accident. That's amazing. Yeah. So moving forward, you're continuing the events. You do them monthly. Yes. So what is like the main intention behind the event? Is it just to like bring people together for a fun party? Is it supposed to be like a dating mixer? Yeah. Like what is, you know, what is the goal? It's definitely a dating mixer. Like the goal is that the parties will be a bar full of singles and around like 300 to 400 people come out every month. So instead of going on, you know, a date, every week or like I know you did a date a day yeah um instead of doing that you're going on like 50 dates kind of in one night you're getting to mingle with people you're getting to date with your friends I feel like it's a safer more inclusive environment because you know Mm -hmm. a woman going alone to a bar at night to meet a random guy off a dating app can be a little scary these parties you can show up with your girlfriends it's very safe and if you're not you know vibing with someone you move on yep um so the idea is definitely to meet people whether you're meeting potential love matches or other single mm-hmm. friends um because i also find that like being a single girl can be lonely if all your friends are in relationships yeah so at the end of the day i'm hoping people find love through the chaos in, at the parties yeah. but they can be kind of whatever you want them to be i love that so how many of the people come with their dating app match as like kind of like a fun first date yeah, so the idea is that your ticket includes a plus one. So the idea is you bring a random person off a dating app to meet you at the party, kind of keeping with the origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say about half the people bring a person off a dating app and about half of people bring just like a friend. Um, I do think the people who bring a person off a dating app and like do the social experiment have yeah. a lot more success. Okay. And I, because I think they're finding a like-minded person. Like if you're attracted to this party mm-hmm. and you match with someone and you invite him mm-hmm. and he's down, yeah, you kind of are already on a similar wavelength in a yes. cool way, yep. you know? Um, and so I think you're kind of setting yourself up for 
a real connection there. Um, but we mix them and go at the party anyway. I kind of make you guys play games like yeah. you saw. So yeah, yeah. Uh, even if you don't come with a dating app match, you'll end up like talking to hopefully a lot of the people there. Have you ever had like a big drama where like somebody brings somebody from a dating app and then the guy who they brought met somebody else at the party? Like, have you had any um, of that go down? Not really. I think everyone who comes to the party knows that, like, in the name, it's chaotic singles. So it's yeah. going to be chaotic. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and if you're, like, territorial or, like, weird about your date, that's, like, totally not the vibe. So okay. I think people know that. Um, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm, like... You know what I mean? I get a little territorial and I'm yeah. like, what if I brought this hot guy? I think we're vibing. And then I turn around and he's like hitting it off with another girl. Yeah. With that being said, it's like all is fair in love and war. What am I going to do? Like, I know. Well, that's why it's like your first date. So you're like, like I wouldn't bring someone to the party that you've been like on four dates with and you think you have a really deep connection with. Yeah. Like I would, the idea is you're bringing someone for your first date. So if you lose them to the singles, you're kind of like, well, we've talked for like an hour. Like how much of my time was I wasting? You know? Yeah, that's actually true. Or if you keep them, then they were really meant to be, you know? Totally. That makes complete sense. So you also have a confession booth. Is yeah. that something that you still do at every party? Yeah, I still do them. I kind of like switch them around every party a little bit. Okay. But um, the confessional booth is what went viral with that first TikTok because I per put my phone in my bathroom. Okay. And I told everyone at the party to go into the bathroom and tell the phone like who you're crushing on and who you're vibing with. Oh, I love that. And I mainly did that because I wanted to see if the guy I invited, who's not my boyfriend, um, liked me. <laughs> did he confess to the to the phone that he liked you? He did. What did he say? <laughs> he said, I put it on TikTok too because I was like, the world needs to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, you're marking your territory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yep. was just was like, this man likes me as if I'm like in middle school. But um, he said that I was like one of the coolest girls he's met in LA in a long time. But he hasn't lived in LA that long. And I guess in my defense. But um, yeah, he confessed to that. And so after that, went viral I've continued like the confessional moment at each party where like I put my phone in a private area and the goal mm -hmm. is you can go into the confessional booth tell me who you're crushing on who you're vibing with um and I put it up on TikTok and it helps people kind of like find like misconnections like if you watch the video afterward and they're like oh I loved cool. Joe if yeah. Joe is watching he'd be like oh my god and I often get a lot of dms from people like Joe being like who's the girl in the yellow top like I need to find yes. her and then I'm like sleuthing to find her oh my <laughs> to try god. to connect so them. you're like a little cupid out here I try you know oh my god I love that what's been like a crazy confession or the craziest confession I'm sure oh you gosh. have a few I get that question a lot um one of my favorite confessionals is um there, well there are two one of my favorite confessionals is one of the girls brought in the bouncer from the venue into the confessional booth and they were like making out in there and he was like after they did oh this God, like I'm upset <laughs> it was so funny yeah after they did this like very steamy like hot confession they were like making out he like turns to the camera and he's like oh yeah and I work here and I was like wait what like he's the bouncer who like it. left the door to like make out with this girl which was iconic mm -hmm. um my other favorite one is one of the girls invited her Jimmy John's delivery driver to the okay. party so he like delivered Jimmy John's to her right before she left and she was like are you single you're hot and he was like yeah and so she's like you should come to this chaotic singles party and then oh my God. she invited him like sent him the address and everything and then he didn't show up so she did this like very mean confessional being like fuck him like am I allowed to curse yeah you <laughs> she's can like fuck him like he's the worst like I like fuck that guy and then like five minutes later he shows up and so then she brings him into the confessional but she's like never mind I love him like I'm he's so, so hard <laughs> I take it back I received that it's so funny it was so funny I was obsessed have you had any marriages yet oh my god marriages well no because it's only about a year and a half old so okay. I think if someone got married I mean that would be chaotic and I would so be in love with that You'd but enforce it. <laughs> I would totally enforce yeah. it but I did have a couple just moved in together that oh. met at the parties do they like tell you were they like thank you oh yeah no anytime there's a success story they're like all 
always like sending me photos and DMing me and being like, we met at the party. And I feel it's, like, like makes my whole life. I feel like in a few years, you're going to have people messaging you being like, I, we named our kid after you. Or just like <laughs> something like we named our dog after you. I would die. I really want to go to the weddings because I feel like that'd be so fun. Honestly, that'd be great content. Too. <laughs> True. Yeah. That would be really great content. It would be. <laughs> One of the things you do at the chaotic singles party is you play chaotic bingo. Yeah. What is chaotic bingo? Because I played it and I like got like defensive because this man came up to me and he was like, when's the last time you had sex? And I was like, that's none of your business. <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's part of the game. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> So like, what is this game? Yeah. And tell us all about it. Yeah. So chaotic bingo, you get it at check-in desk and it's okay. basically like a bingo board and all the squares in the bingo board are different things you have to like ask someone. Mm-hmm. But the idea is it's an icebreaker and you yes. kind of get to know people. You're like going through the bar to try to get bingo. You have to like ask people these questions. Um, Because it's chaotic, I like to make some of the questions like find the person who has the same astrology sign as you, find someone who lives in the same neighborhood as you, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing to like, you know, get mingling going. But I also just like am a chaotic queen and I love to like put some spicy ones on there. Oh, yeah. You you threw (laughs) some curveballs in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just think it's like fun and interesting to like see reactions. And those are questions that like low key I would want to know on a first date, but I'm not brave enough to ask but like I would want to know the last time you had sex like Mm. not that it would change my mind but if it was last night I it would just you know help me navigate that conversation I hate when guys talk to me about the other people that they've dated I don't like it I'm not their therapist I'm not their friend I'm their date I know yeah it's a weird move I feel like that often happens on a first date in a way to like try to connect with you that they're like yes. you're so cool my last dates weren't and let me tell yes. you about them and let me talk shit and, and it's I'm like, like okay I get that yeah it's like I'm not your friend I'm here to like connect with you I feel like there's a time and place to like talk about exes and talk about your past if that's something you want to do with this person but bringing up other dates is always a weird move yeah I've also had guys show me like their past girlfriends instagrams especially if like they were models and I'm like thank you so much for showing me how pretty of a girl you can date like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this information literally though like on a first date or when yeah I think it was a first date that's weird and I was like like what are we doing here this is a thing I feel like some single straight men get confused when they're on a date with a woman and like think that they're on a date with their guy friend and they're they when it comes into like bragging territory or yes. like showing instagrams or like that sort of thing i'm like did are, are you confused like i'm not your bro like yeah this isn't impressive to me like, like don't i'm not into me like you know what i mean like it actually it has the opposite effects like i think you're trying to like maybe brag or like trying yes. to like make yourself look like you have more clout or something but right now you're kind of grossing me out yes yeah, yeah yeah it's the same thing as guys when they put like photos of like them in a club with like club girls on their yes. dating profiles oh and I'm like God. you're confusing me for someone I'm not like I'm not your bro I look at that and I think not great thoughts and same. you're thinking I look at that and I'm like this guy fucks so okay talk to me about your boyfriend like he so he's been supportive of you I even saw he went on tv with you yeah so he really supports you because something <laughs> that I worry about being in the public eye and dating mm-hmm. so publicly is like a lot of the men who I think I would want to be with, like they are not into it. Mm -hmm. And because I have the spotlight on that part of my life, they're just like, you seem great. But for those reasons, I'm out. Yeah. Does your boyfriend embrace it? Or how does he handle kind of the public nature of all of it? Yeah, it's definitely tricky. Um, It's not for everyone. So I get, you know, some people kind of bowing out when they know it's not for them. Um, My boyfriend is very supportive of the parties. He knows it's like my business. He knows it's my passion really to like help people find Mm -hmm. love. Yeah. Um, So he's very, very supportive of it. With that being said, we have like very honest conversations about boundaries, about things that I do and don't post about things I do and don't talk about publicly like I am very protective of him and like very protective of his like 
you know, feelings and comfort level. And he's like not a social media guy at all. Like he's a private Instagram. I think he has like nine posts, which oh, for right. me is like a green flag. I love that. Such a green flag. I love yeah. that. You like, know, give me more of those men. I know. Yep. So he's like that kind of guy. So I am not trying to like blow up his spot. So he's very supportive kind of like from afar, like behind closed doors. He's like incredibly supportive. He doesn't come to the events anymore just because he's not a single guy and it's a dating event. So he feels a little bit uncomfortable, like being at a singles mixer as a non-single man you yeah, know because i'm sure he would get hit on left and right and then he's just like the whole time explaining like i'm with her you know totally silly yeah so he is a little bit uncomfortable but like behind closed doors he's like picking me up dropping me off at the venues like helping me with all the things um very very supportive and like the tv interview was like way beyond his comfort level <laughs> and like yeah. he really went out on the limb for me on that one um i love that and i was really really grateful for because he basically has been like i'm here for it but i don't want to be on camera or like in any of your tiktoks or he's like i really don't love that mm. so i just don't make him a part of my content and he kind of it's just this like lovely human who helps me behind the scenes and like supports me as a human i love that outside it sounds of the work. like he's a really good partner even with me i feel as though when i meet my person if they're not like public facing that's fine with me like yeah even if I get married to someone and they're like Martin I never want to be like publicly put like in a picture or go on your podcast or whatever I would respect that yeah because I want something real yeah and I don't want just somebody who like wants the clout totally but if they're in the spotlight too or if they like like that I'm fine with that too like I'm not yeah you know I'm very open I think there's something nice about like if I like he doesn't enjoy the spotlight so I get all of it like it's kind of nice so now you're sponsored by tinder yes congratulations thank you when people hear tinder they're like oh my god she made it <laughs> what was it like getting that sponsorship did they reach out to you can you give us some of like the behind the scenes with that yeah for sure um so i like starting as an event like starting this business kind of accidentally mm -hmm. i started just like cold emailing sponsors like left right and center like yep you know, no one's going to help me about myself. So I was trying to get my name out there. I was trying to like use any press that I got as like leverage opportunities. And so I emailed them like a million times, like mm -hmm. just trying to really get their attention. But they're, you know, Tinder, they're right. the Amazon of dating apps. They are the creme de la creme. So, yes. you know, they weren't um, always responding or, or whatever. But one day I finally got that email back and they were like, we've been reading about you. We actually love what you're doing. And we're trying to host like IRL dating events and we'd love to partner with you. And so like yes. getting that email was incredible because it just felt like a lot of hard work had finally paid off. And yeah. I had felt like for a long time, I was meant to partner with one of the big dating apps mm -hmm. to like help work together with the same goal, right? Helping people find love. That's Tinder's yes. whole thing. Yep. Um, and so I was like, I feel like there's a, an amazing partnership that can be happening here. Mm -hmm. And so getting that email was just like, was just amazing. And they've been incredible to work with. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And even for me, like a lot of people see you know, partnerships I do. And like, sometimes they're reaching out to me, but sometimes I'm reaching out to them. And as like a businesswoman, like you just have to hustle and you have to put yourself out there. And yeah. so if anyone's listening and they're like interested in like being in this space or even like building a brand or a company, there's just a lot of like checking your ego at the door and oh, just yeah. reaching out to people and seeing if there could be interest and seeing if there could be a good value proposition yeah um so that's really cool congratulations thank you do you have any other like dream brands that you hope to work with oh my gosh that's a great question um 
Well, I'm hosting the event this weekend at the Moxie Hotel in Ooh, Williamsburg. Love the Moxie. I love the Moxie. The more I get to know the Moxie, I'm like, we are like soul sisters just in terms of like the brand vibe <laughs> that they have. Yeah. They're like chaotic and incredible. So I would like love to keep working with them. Um, there's a time in my life where I was trying to get a condom brand too. <laughs> a condom? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's spicy. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I mean. It goes hand in hand. You know, a singles event. Yes. Sometimes can lead to love. Sometimes can lead to a fun night. And you should practice safe and sex. should always Hello. practice safe sex. Yes. Um, so I was looking at those brands for a minute too. But I think like, I mean, to, to be honest, like Tinder was my dream brand for a really long time. So I'm kind of just like enjoying this Enjoy chapter. It. Yeah. Look at me just always like, I'm like, what's next? No, like, I love like it. let's keep manifesting bigger, bigger, bigger. But like you, you have Tinder. Yeah. And it's like, that's now on your portfolio and resume. And that's so cool, dude. Thank that's you. so amazing. Yeah. It's been, it's been awesome. So you're also an actress. Yeah. So tell me more about that side of you. Yeah, like for sure. what are because there's a there's an actor strike right now. Yes. Are you mm -hmm. impacted by it? Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. a member of SAG, so okay. I'm on strike as well. Um, so yeah, I moved out to LA to primarily do acting and producing like six years ago. Okay. Um, and I've been pursuing that actively. Um, I have an amazing manager in that space, and we've been working together um for a little bit now. Um, but with the strike and everything, everything's kind of been put on hold for for the foreseeable future. So mm -hmm. Um, we're kind of on pause right now, but I'm hoping to leverage, you know, the singles parties and leverage them back in entertainment, which is like what I came to LA to do in the first place. Yeah. Um, that's definitely like my first love and like what I hope long term to be able to like really dive into, of course, once we get what once we need back. from the strike. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you, if we can just talk about the strike for like yeah. two minutes or three minutes, maybe Absolutely. five, we'll see. Um, what do you guys need? Yeah. So it's a lot of things. Um, I'm definitely not like the best person to speak on this. Like there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot of people who are much higher up in SAG and who can phrase this better. But in terms of what we're looking for is protection. So, you know, last time SAG negotiated a contract, um, streamers weren't a thing. Netflix wasn't a thing. And actors make a lot of their money on residuals. So like the Friends cast, for example, makes a certain amount of money per episode that that Friends episode show airs right yep. and then they make residuals so every time that friends show that friend show every time friends airs they get a check okay. for a certain amount of money yes and, and they that's, make like millions of dollars a year yes yeah and that's how a lot of actors make money residuals mm -hmm. that is like our saving grace because you don't make a ton of money per day that you shoot okay. um so you make it back in residuals or you make it back Got in the it. back end okay. and with netflix and all those things having you know taken over the space in a really beautiful way mm -hmm. netflix doesn't really pay a ton of money in residuals they also don't release their data on how many people are watching the tv show whereas like, like NBC, podcasting where it's like mysterious it's no mysterious yeah exactly whereas like nbc or like any of the main you know networks that were yeah. prominent during like the friends era for example they have to release that data so they knew exactly how many people were watching friends each night mm -hmm. they knew exactly how much money jennifer aniston was owed right yeah netflix doesn't release that data um i don't know if they ever will but what that's one of the things that the actors are striking for is protection and against the residuals because mm -hmm. now those actors that you know are on the bear for example mm -hmm. can't aren't even making enough money to be able to afford a lifestyle outside of shooting which is yeah. crazy they shoot that show for a few months and then they all go back to being waiters. Like that's yeah. ludicrous. You yeah. know what I mean? So they're fighting for that. They're also fighting for protection against AI um, mm -hmm. because AI is now kind of taking over every major space. Yeah. Um, and we're looking for protection in that. Like you can't just like copy my face and voice and use that yeah. for eternity in every motion picture without paying me a certain yeah. fee. Wow. So it's job protection it's really, overall. It's really an intense time. And it's just so interesting because entertainment – 
it really is a really lucrative industry. It can and be. It can be, but it's yeah. just like strange to me that like you see the execs at the top making like so much money. And by the way, like, yeah, like they worked for it. Like they're at the top of the food chain. Sure, give them a lot of money, but do they need that level? Like, I don't know. I yeah. am a capitalist. But with that being said, it's not fair to just completely snub the people who are creating the actual content. Totally. Know? And I think that makes sense. Yeah. That like and that dichotomy is so vast. That difference is so vast it's that vast. that is that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like the executives do a lot of work, a hundred percent, and yep. they should be compensated for that work a hundred percent. But if they're making millions and this actor has yeah. to go back to being a waiter yeah. in between, like or that's they don't have health wild. insurance they or they can't don't afford have health insurance. Their, like yeah. their basic needs aren't being met, like that is a problem. Right. And that's kind of what we're fighting for. It's not the Meryl Streeps or the Kevin Harts of the world that are right. being impacted by we're this. Not it's the about them. they're doing doing great yeah it's the everyday actor who you know should be able to make enough of a living to pay their rent and like afford meals and they're not mm-hmm. able to because of how much money they're making and it that's also a problem. sucks it sucks too because businessmen have business-minded minds and creatives oftentimes they want to they just enjoy making art they want to create yeah. what they want to create and so they're not always as business savvy and then that's why all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, oh, shit, like there's this like huge dichotomy between the yeah. business people in the industry and the people who are actually creating the the content that's being sold. Totally. It's just nuts. It's really but, crazy. OK, thank you for talking about that. Yeah, I, like, I was curious and I wanted to, you know, touch on it, but I don't know many actors. Yeah. And so it's cool. So like what would you, what would your like dream role be? Do you want to be like in like a Meryl Streep or like what are you looking for? Yeah, um, my dream would be to like sell a show that I'm in, like an Issa Rae insecure oh, situation. Cool. Yeah. Um, I like look up to a lot of women who make and star in their own like stuff. Mindy Kaling. Like Mindy Kaling. Oh, I love her. Oh my god, she's yes. such a boss. Like those kind of people, like getting to tell a story and get creative control over that story in some capacity, but then also getting to represent myself in that story would be amazing. So that would be the dream okay well we're <laughs> manifesting for you manifesting um okay that makes sense so when it comes to dating apps mm-hmm. i have a new game it's called ick or lick okay it's an ick if you don't like it it's lick if you like it wait i love this name so thank much. you i thought of it on a date <laughs> with a guy who we only went on two dates with but out of that date came I cre- a great idea i created this name <laughs> shout so, out this man yeah shout out um he then later tried to booty call me so he's still in trouble. Ick. But that's an ick. Thank you. You're, you're getting the game. Not a lick. That's not a lick. Um, how about like the shirtless pictures where the mm. guy is like taking the mirror selfie? Is that an ick or is that a lick? That's an ick for me. Why? I feel like if you're that body conscious, if you're that like worried about what you look like, then you're going to be that worried about what I look like. Mm. And yeah. uh, that makes me feel insecure and like not safe. And I feel like I can't like curl up on the couch in a baggy t-shirt and eat Chinese food with you because you're yes. going to be like shaking your protein shake in my face and I just am not into it (laughs) yeah I agree also I don't want you to like be like oh babe you need to lose five pounds fuck I can't do that that actually no I'm acting like a guy has said this to me it's never been said okay I was about to fight someone but yeah I don't know I'm just like not into it no I feel like some guys are into that and I'm like if that's what you're looking for then I'm not that person um I'm more fun I think, but I do (laughs) think that there is you said this in another podcast I was researching you oh my god there's a butt no there's a seat for every butt there is a seat for every butt so 
you know, that shirtless guy with a mirror picture, he's going to find somebody who's going to be like obsessed with a fit guy. She's going to totally. be like, I'm also fit. Like, let's go work out together. And totally. that's beautiful. And that's beautiful for them. They can shake their protein shakes together. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> how about Amy Schumer? Oh, my God. <laughs> These are <laughs> I like how the range of the it can lick. Oh, I have range, baby. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to lick Amy Schumer. Okay. I know that a lot of people have weird opinions on her, but she's I... She's kind of controversial. She is kind of controversial I like her in too. like a weird way. I'm yeah. not sure why. I think she's funny and fun and like has made some really fun content and really great shows. And yes, like she's I a agree. girl who goes after what she wants and stars and stories that she makes. It's literally like what I hope to follow in her footsteps. I love Trainwreck. I, I think love it's so funny. It's so fucking iconic. I know. I don't get why I want to watch it right now. Funny. I know. Yeah. I think she's hilarious. Okay. She was also one of the first women I knew who, like, talked about, like, vaginal liquids in comedy. And I was, like, so just, like, I'm, like, thank you for talking about this. We all just, like, don't talk about women's sexual health enough. And this Mm -hmm. she did it in such a funny, fun way that I was, like, this is dope. Yeah. No, she's so brave. I love her. But I hate when people call her brave when they're referring to her body. I'm more so talking about, like, her content. Like, she's willing to go there. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Okay, let's do some dating apps. So okay. Tinder. I mean, lick. I mean, duh. Um, <laughs> what do you like the most about Tinder? What do I like the most about Tinder? Um, I mean, I love the people I work with within Tinder. They are mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Um, and very kind and very, very supportive. I think that's what I like most about it. I mean, also, they're just – their logo is really cute. I got it on my nails. Honestly, your nails are very cool. I was staring <laughs> at them. Like, my nails are falling apart, but we won't talk about that. What do you say? Acrylic. Um, I say lick because I know people globally who use Tinder. Oh, yeah. I think people don't realize that a lot of the dating apps in America are only in the U.S. Yeah. And so I think Tinder is one of the major ones that is global. Yeah. And I know a lot of love stories, a lot of people who have met their person on Tinder. Totally. I think that, like, at one point it used to have, like, a bad rap for just being a hookup app but i think that it can obviously everything is what you make it totally so yeah no i know a lot of people have found love on tinder and the tinder passport thing is so dope that you can What's just that? you can i mean i i haven't used it personally because i haven't been single when they had this but because <laughs> i have a boyfriend yeah just bring that up She's in every breaking. sense like, every other, so my boyfriend yeah <laughs> my boyfriend would say I seth rogan is a lick oh my god <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, but like, I can't be like, I'm gonna lick your boyfriend too, because that sounds dirty. No, I mean, you can. Okay, but just in this context of the game. Yeah. Okay. Okay, going back to (laughs) Tinder passport. Tinder passport. Um, I think that means that you can like say that you're in, you can set your location to Paris and be swiping on Paris singles. Oh, cool. So you can kind of like travel within the Tinder app. But I know a lot of people use it when they travel, like as a solo traveler, they'll go to like, Barcelona they mm-hmm. download tinder and then they go on a date and then that date ends up being like a friend or a tour guide yeah and they could kind of experience the city with the locals so I think the fact that it's global like you said is a huge amazing feature that they have that's cool um okay what do you think of hinge hinge I would say is also a lick okay. I used hinge a lot when I was single um I felt like it had a good clientele Mm -hmm. in terms of like people I'd meet on there um but you have to use the the more you use the app the better the matches you get right is that it I think so I think that's like Hinge's thing yeah and that kind of I think the algorithm like picks up I know some people who've had to like delete their Hinge yeah because they've had no matches and if that is you it's not you it's literally a glitch in the system yeah 
I've had like multiple men come to me and they're like, what's wrong with me? Like, do women think I'm ugly? And like, oh, I post no. their, their pictures cause they give me permission and everyone's like, no, tell them like, I'll go on a date with him. And yeah. I'm like, re-upload the app or like delete it and re-download it. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Totally. I will say that like Hinge has been the most humbling of apps. Like the guys who oh. like me on that have, or in my, I've been them. humbled too. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think dating apps can be humbling in general. I mean, as a yeah. whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What How do you about, think? Are you ick or lick? I'm lick on Hinge. Okay. Um, I probably, like, if I'm going to be completely transparent, I probably get the most dates out of Hinge. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It's just kind of like Instagram the app. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a new fun social media app, but then you kind of go back to Hinge or, yeah. like, Tinder even. Totally. I would say the big three to me are Hinge, Tinder, and Bumble. Yeah. So the next question, ick or like Bumble, what are your thoughts? I lick because um, it's a female mm. founder and I – females we, in business, I can't – I can't ick them. We support women. I'm we sorry. We support women. Yep. Um, so I love that. I, I think it's kind of fun that it's the woman makes the first move. I always was panicked by that because yeah. I was like, what do I say? But then yeah. I was like, I guess this is how men feel, you know, in, in a straight dating app That's setting. That's true. I never thought so, of it like that. That was kind of humbling, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lick. Also, like I've listened to a podcast recently on her marketing, mm-hmm. how she got Bumble off the ground, and yeah. I was like, that's a badass right there. Wait, I need to listen to that. You knew. podcast. It's, it's called her inspiring. marketing. Oh no, no, no! It's like how the founder of Bumble did her oh, marketing. Oh, but what's the what's the podcast called? Oh, um, I'm you not can't sure. remember. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We'll look it up. I was later. a clip. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, I like the friend, the Bumble friendship feature. Oh Bumble yeah. BFF. Um, but I don't like the dating app part Okay. just because I don't like to make the first move. And I know so many women who go into Bumble and then they like, all they say is hi. And it just seems silly. I know. Like, I think you have to like have... actually use it. You know what I mean? But then I also hate like as a woman being like, fuck, Mary kill tacos, spaghetti <laughs> or ice cream. I'm like, it's just like so stupid. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I can't play that game anymore. Like, I have, like, as a single person, if I have to play Fuck Mary Kill, like any type of cuisine one more time, I'm gonna scream. I know. No. I mean, that's such a common date. (laughs) That's such a common intro. I, yeah. I think that's, I have an ick to that intro, I think. I have an ick to that intro. What other dating apps are there? Um, There's from, first sounds on me. Okay. So, ick or lick? (laughs) I mean, lick. I feel like they're good guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would also like. I like that it's just like efficient. I know. I'm always like, let's get to yeah. it. Yeah. So like, I have ADD, and I need to like. If the whole point of the app is that you just have to like agree to a date, a place, and a time right away. Yeah. And for me, that's chef's kiss. Like, yeah. I don't want to say like, hey, what's up? How's your weekend? Like, how many siblings do you have? Like, again, I've been single for a while. Like, yeah. I can't have these small talk conversations much longer. They get old after a while. They do. I think that's why, like, my biggest lick when I was single in an opening message was just something different. Like, something I hadn't yeah. heard before. Like, not the fuck, Mary kill. Not the, you know, sometimes I liked when they said something personal about my profile. Because I was like, cool, you took the time they give you to, a like, compliment. look through that and give me a very specific, like, opening line I love that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day just got like everyone was kind of doing the same thing over and over again and so anyone that like stood out to me um was always very attractive because it was like oh you're different like let's let's pursue this for a little bit my favorite opening line is literally when a guy says hey Marin hope you're doing well can I take you to dinner or they don't even have to wish me well they could say hey Marin I'd love to take you to drinks are you free this week I love that but are you god ick or lick hot very hot initiative mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. acre lake drinks over dinner which do you prefer 
I think a first date should just be drinks. I agree. Or coffee. Like, I don't want to do a whole dinner. Yeah. Um, I think a first date, like, honestly, I've had so many experts on, but I'm convinced now that it should only be a couple hours. Yeah. Like, max, because you don't want that false sense of in- intimacy. Oh, yeah. Because um, oftentimes when I go on a marathon date, the guy tries to sleep with me at the end of it yeah and I think that's the whole point of marathon dates yeah I know because after six hours and then you yeah it gets to that point where you're like well this was really fun and Mm -hmm. I want to keep the fun going yeah and like this is now what's on the table yeah yeah those can be really tricky um hookup culture ick or lick um like that people just hook up yeah like some people are like i love hookup culture it's 2023 like who cares yeah and some people are like sick of hookup culture because i think a lot of people leave disappointed because you yeah know what i mean like totally it doesn't lead to anything real yeah mm. that's a tricky one i guess i'm ick because i anytime i had a one-night stand i didn't necessarily leave feeling great or like leave feeling mm-hmm. like happy that i did it yeah it was more that i did it because of you know being like being in a dry spell or wanting connection or yeah. you know um just enjoying the night and kind of seeing where it takes me in the morning waking up and being like ugh, you know or um like, like false sense of intimacy like yeah false sense of intimacy and then the guy doesn't text you like, right when he says he's gonna text you yeah and then as a woman it can lead to a spiral sometimes as a woman though it leads to literally like you don't even care I know. So it's like so individual. I know. I think like I the, the reason I feel like that one's tricky is just because I feel like as a as a woman or as a human, like you should be able to have sex with the person you're dating whenever you want. And I don't love this like stigma that like you shouldn't have sex with them too soon because then they'll lose interest or yeah. like you shouldn't have sex with them too early. Like all those like sex rules of like do and don't, I don't love because I'm like I want to have sex with them whenever I want to have sex with them. Yeah. And if they're the right person, they won't leave after they have sex with me so it's kind of like tinks's box theory where she's like mm. you can't mess it up because they, they put you in a box or something yeah yeah i feel like you can't do anything to mess it up if it's the right person yeah but uh, yeah i feel like that's just, it just puts so much pressure on women to be the deciding factor of whether we are or are not having sex and i think that's an unfair pressure to put on us because mm-hmm. it's like all up to me whether this entire relationship goes well based on whether i say yes or no to sex like that I always found to be incredibly unfair. You I know? love that you bring that up because it is a weird pressure and of the so woman in the relationship. Or the pressure could be on the man to not be an asshole. And like True. after we have sex, if you don't want to see me again, you can just be honest about that. You don't have to ghost me or, you know, don't have sex with someone that you don't see a future. With. Like there's a way to be honest and like cool yeah. about that whole interaction. And I feel like the way society puts it right now, it's all on you to figure yeah. it out and navigate it. And like, if they ghost you after sex, it's your fault yeah. for having sex too early. And I'm like, fuck that. It's the person who's ghosting me's fault for being a pussy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> and like if they ghost you, like you don't want them anyways. True. And not everyone's meant for each other. And I always am like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah. So just like chill out, relax and like enjoy the ride. Because yeah. that's all you can do. Um, we're running out of time. So before we go, I would love to hear your biggest piece of dating advice, your dating mantra. Mm. Um, you know, you, you're in a relationship, so like, please help my followers and myself (laughs) need help. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say my biggest piece of dating advice is to like, 
truly lean into the chaos of all the dating stuff. And I know that's like so like on brand for me to say. No, but I love it. <laughs> I really do like believe so strongly in that. Mm. The Like the more you lean into it, the more you get out of it. And like whatever the chaos means to you, whether it means going to a singles event, whether it means, you know, going out with a guy who normally wouldn't go out with just mm-hmm. to see what happens. I feel like I think we get stuck in the monotonous of everyday life of go to work, go to gym, go home, go to work, go to gym, go home. Mm-hmm. And you're expected to meet the love of your life in that monotony. And I, or monot- yeah, yeah, monotony. And I just don't think that's how it works a lot of the time. And like the reason I met my boyfriend at a bar is because I chaotically approached him and then a few months later went to an event that I normally would have never been at, but I was there because one thing led to another and I'm now at this rave in a downtown warehouse that I had no business being at. Yeah. And the reason I think I was there and ran into him is because I just was like saying yes to the chaos or saying yes to a lot of things in life. And I was getting myself out of this boring day to day. So I would say like, just lean into it and like, enjoy it and enjoy it. Don't just try to get through it. You know? Yeah. Like it's like life really is a journey and like there's no such thing as a destination. So like every step of the way, I love it. That's really nice advice. Thank you. I don't know why I use the adjective nice, but um, (laughs) I had to tell you something though. Oh yeah? So tonight I'm going on a date with a guy I met. At, at the chaotic singles. At the chaotic. Shut up. At the chaotic singles party. Wait, what? Can you tweeted till now to tell me this? Yeah. Oh my God. What if this is the love of your life? I don't know. If he is, like, you'll be at the wedding. I better so officiate it. You'll, oh, I'm just honestly, I would love that. So. <laughs> I'm just um, all right. Well, no, thank you so much, Cassidy. Where yeah. can people find you? Tell us all about what you have coming up. You've been so fun to have on. So, again, thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Um, I am Cassidy Nast. I am Cassidy Nash Davis on all social media and you can always go to chaoticsinglesparty.com to see when the next singles party is. Yay. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to our sponsor, First Rounds on Me. If you're tired of endless small talk with an overwhelming number of pen pals, go download First Rounds on Me now and get yourself a real date.